Hi, my name's Dan, I'm here with G, and this is the Wrong Football NFL Podcast. I'm a jinx and I know nothing. Well, thanks, thanks so much for that, G. Uh, this, uh, yeah, I thought I'd broken you for a moment there. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. You threw me a little. How are you, how you doing? You okay? Yeah, no. Um, holding in, very up and down, because the world is a strange and terrible place. place. Um, yeah. And the NFL is both a wonderful refuge and a stark reminder in, in alternate moments, I think, of that at the moment. So, yeah, I think you're pretty doing much okay. How's that. yourself? I'm all right. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Back to work this week after, obviously, it was on holiday last week. So, uh, apologies for no podcast. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just catching up and uh, getting back into the swig of things. Well, there's certainly lots of news since we've last spoken. It certainly is. Let's cover some of it now, shall we? <laughs> we shall uh, see what we can do. Exactly, yeah. Well, the main news is, and I think probably will continue to be all season, COVID. Um, it's been the NFL are seemingly moving, are obviously moving, having to move a lot of games around, what with the uh, the uh, Titans uh, struggling with uh, with their, um, with getting, getting open again uh, for business after their cases. Uh, the Patriots have had a few cases as well, and I think there's been a couple of bits dotted around the league. Um, the NFL are moving things about, but they seem so far to be doing everything they possibly can to avoid adding a week 18, maybe 19 into the season. Yes. I can't remember who I was speculating about this with, and it's possibly um, a conversation we've had um, on WhatsApp, but mm. I, I, it almost feels like at some point they're worried about putting in like an extra week and maybe giving a second uh, uh, bye week because that might only encourage the NFLPA in future future negotiations because, I mean, they've moved teams and, and I, we got this great long list of um, um, games that have been moved uh, after, after the Patriots game was cancelled. and you Almost helped all of them Dolphins. Yes, and you translated and says yes. They've moved our bye week and mixed moved everything around. It's like ah, thank you because I was just seeing this long list of games. Uh, I mean, I think the scary thing about this is the two points that sort of seem to be the news is that the Titans players seem to have been having some form of workout outside of the facility when it was shut, it's, which it's might like they're explain just all sneezing on each other and I don't know what they're doing. I they're, yeah, they're all but, catching uh, it. Uh, yeah, it it, do, it does feel like like this might not be so much um, the protocols failing as we've had sporadic cases elsewhere, but they got it really wrong. And then with the Patriots, they were the first team who sort of had positive taste te- tastes. They were the first team that had positive tests and had to travel. So that I think explains the first postponement. But also this whole second plane, and there was something like twenty people on that plane who'd had co- close contacts with yeah. um, Cam Newton, and it's like. That's too many, and you know, one of the further corners was uh, Stefan Stefan Gilmore was apparently had lunch with him, or you know, went out for a meal with him. So it's kind of like I understand that they're young, athletic people who I don't know if they don't feel the risks or not because there's so many tests and a mask going on you don't know but you know it's a stark reminder that this things have not changed and even with these protocols you need to observe them and absolutely minimize your exposure because otherwise it's just too easy to catch this virus and flexibility i think is a is a massive thing this year for the nfl it's it's a it's such a with with everything that's that's going on you just don't know when a team's going to come out with 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 potential cases 
case in point, obviously we've got the uh, we've got uh, as, as annoying as it is as a podcaster who records on a Tuesday. Usually, all the games are done by now. As it happens, the Bills and the Titans meet this evening because you know the the Titans have had more more and more cases and and went a few day a few additional days than than was expected without being able to. Um, have operations at their at their site well yeah because of it well i don't know if it's solely because of this but you know because of the failures in protocols however they failed in in in, in tennessee they've just had these rolling number of cases so they've managed um they've officially managed to get enough um days uh with positive tests free that they can play the game tonight but what shape yeah. they're in considering they've maybe had a couple of practices and um they have to take on a very good builds team who knows yeah, well, that, that's it. I mean, what what point? At what point? It's obviously getting to the point now where you know, maybe for Tennessee, another another breach, and they're they're potentially likely to see see a penalty. Do you, do you think we are getting to that point? Do you think it's it's there, There's or do you think they're going to be a bit more some more whispers and talk of forfeits? But if if they're going to play this game tonight, if I can, you know, do the deep clean and keep, you know, get their act together, then they should be okay. I mean, I suppose. The thing that is a relief is that so far we've had sporadic odd cases, but we've not had team against team transfer as far as we know. Yes, so yeah. we've had teams play each other and, and the Vikings didn't get any positive results after playing the Titans. And the Chiefs had one before and I'm not aware of any more tests. So it does seem that the protocols and etc. are holding up on, on gameplay, but you know, obviously there's that much air around them, even in the indoor stadiums, that the worry is the training with close contact and being in a team, and that's what we were discussing before the season, and it appears that that has held in actuality. We're in week five now. I feel like if there were regular problems uh, in the games, we'd have seen some of that by now, but what we don't know is how the weather is, if that's going to affect its trans, the transmittability, that's an interesting word. I don't know if I've just think, but you know, I don't know if the cold weather is going to make make the virus easier to uh, um, transfer because because it'll survive better. But um, fingers crossed, things keep running. Yeah. Well, with that said, let's uh, go back and have a look at the uh, results of the games from week five. Okay, well, the uh, week kicked off on Thursday with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Chicago Bears. It was the uh, it was a close one. This one it was twenty points to nineteen to the Chicago Bears. Um, it was uh, it was a 38-yard field goal that won it for Chicago with a minute and 13 left. And uh, I, did, I hadn't actually seen it, but from what I've heard, Brady got confused about what down it was at one point, which didn't help them. Yeah, there seems to be an awful lot of focus on that. And I'm always a bit dubious about reading too much from what's going in. I mean, there's been people very quick to say him, and then there's people holding up a hand like, you know, he was saying fourth down afterwards and he'd go for it. I, it seems strange that, you know, someone of... Brady's experience would lose track of a down at the end of a game, particularly when you know game management and, and being uh, particularly clutch is something that he's known for. Uh, to be honest, though, that this game should have been won by the Buccaneers. Now I've heard talk about um, the, some of the refereeing didn't go their way, but there are equally there are a couple of false starts, and they had so many penalties compared to the Bears, and it, it was just one of those games where it, they opened up, took a thirteen-point lead, um, moved the ball well, and then the, the Bears' defense started to play up. The Buccaneers' defense played pretty well as well, but a fumble by a running back catching a pass set up the Bears with um, great great field position. It was essentially the two touchdowns that scored in the second quarter that won them that game. So it, it, it's a strange one and one that you feel, you know, if they replayed that ten times, that the Buccaneers would win more than they yeah. would lose. But 
lose this one they did and uh the bears keep finding a way i mean you can't knock them for it i suspect that you know against good opposition and if they do get to the playoffs that you know they're not going to win much unless one of their two quarterbacks has a dramatic improvement in form but you know they're sort of doing enough to stay in contact for now we're moving on to the uh, the first of two games that finished 30 points of 10 it was uh, the rams who were victorious over the washington football team uh they were pretty dominant um on this one, they're they're four and one. Washington are now one and four. Uh, I think the big story in this one was we saw the uh, the return of Alex Smith, their uh, quarterback who who brutally injured his leg a couple of years ago, and is uh, is yeah, he's now he's now back. Yeah, um, first string to second string to in the game, and it all feels strange with Washington and a moving going around on there, of their there? quarterbacks. It, it, it's it's all a bit odd. And I know there was some politics before about. Um, drafting of um, Dwayne Haskins and sort of like basically he was the owner's pick and he really wanted him and Gruden apparently didn't and so put him in too early and all kinds of discussion about this. Kyle Allen was brought over from the Panthers and so is you, you know someone brought in with Ron Rivera and then you've got Alex Smith who obviously had the horrendous leg break and it feels like there is some argument that okay if Dwayne Haskins isn't ready and he needs to sit then he needs to sit but you play Kyle Allen for a bit and then he comes out and Alex Smith plays and the defence have shown bits of pieces at times but um, Chase Young's been injured and it's just it's not coming together and, and this was a bad team I thought that their defence might do some things against the Rams who struggled against the Giants the weeks before but no I, um, I wonder if um, Mr McVeigh has some approved approve, yeah I wonder if Mr McVeigh has a point to prove playing against um his previous team but um it feels like there's still quite a lot of work to do in washington and that early glimmer of oh you know they've looked competitive and ron rivera is a good coach and you know they have at least one a game and and maybe they can you know show some progress this year um yeah. sadly has fallen away and this is probably the or is the biggest loss of the year and you have to see how they do against the giants next week and there's a game that i think i'm going to have to watch because i haven't seen either team <laughs> well, how, how much of the uh, of, of Alex Smith being perhaps a little cautious about his his position? Do you think uh, was was kind of the cause of his? He, I mean, he was sacked six times. I wouldn't like. That. I mean, they're not a good team, so I wouldn't like to speculate. And yeah. it's strange because he was he was actually a sneaky good runner. Um, he was very effective um, running the read option, went certainly for the Chiefs. Yeah. And but obviously, with all that's happened, it's pretty incredible he can, you know, go be back there and operate as a pocket passer. But how effective he's going to be at that, I just don't know. And he was off mm. for essentially two years. We've had no preseason, so it's a big ask, I think, with the current practice regimen for him to come in. And, and they're already talking about, I think, a Kyle Allen coming back. So. <laughs> It feels like you've got a rotation at quarterback and no one's set enough and had enough reps to truly carry this team forward. But, you know, we know it's a long-term project. And so as much as anything, you, you feel like like they need to get buy-in from the um, locker room behind one player and, and build something off the back of that. I mean, yeah. there's been talk that part of the reason they're making these changes is that the division is competitive and that's certainly true. But I'm just not sure that Washington are actually in a, position to chase the Cowboys and the um, Eagles who seem to be you know a little bit up on them already and likely to continue that 
Well, speaking of the Eagles, they uh, they played the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday, uh, finished thirty eight points to twenty nine uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was a bit surprised to find that 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 is the the, the first um, time that the Steelers have 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 been have got to four and zero since nineteen seventy nine. That is surprising. I mean, it feels I'm not like necessarily this be more often. Yes, I mean the one hesitation I say about that is that, that the AFC North is often a very competitive division, and under Mike Tomlin, they've been really good, but they've been a little bit prone to playing down to their opposition at times. So yeah. they're always fearsomely competitive against good teams, you know, very often pushing for the playoffs. But just occasionally recently, they've been a bit, it feels like they've been a bit not quite so up, up for it as they should be when playing playing you know, the supposed easier teams. But um, they, uh, they've got, they, they look to have yet another receiver in that factory that they do. It, it's kind of interesting that teams so known for their defence keeps coming up with... Um, you know these various receivers that they mm. draft and develop there, but it's interesting also that the defense that's looked so good at the end of last year and looked like was you know for the unit they were building around this time, um, let let an Eagles team who have been really struggling score twenty nine points and and it was uh, the offense running and um, Chase Claypool almost single handedly it feels at some point um, scoring points for them. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be in a lot of uh, a lot of waiver claims this week. I think. Um, I Damn think, it! I've yeah. given away my strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was I. I nearly did the same. Um, <laughs> the other uh, thirty points to ten game was in New York, where the the Jets, who uh, I saw today described on uh, on ESPN as having a weakness of football, um, lost by uh, thirty points to ten to the Arizona Cardinals. I said it last week, last time. I'm going to say it again. How? On earth has Adam Gase still got a job? Um, because the Johnson got, brothers got photos uh, I don't of someone, know. hasn't he? He's got photos yeah, of I, someone. I, I have no idea. Um, I mean, they were bad last year. The Dolphins, after a, a positive-looking year, me thinking it was kind of hopeful. Yeah, no, he does not appear to be a good head coach, and there seems to be nothing promising there at all. Because even Sam Darnold, who's shown flashes, is injured again. Mm. And we don't truly know how good he is because because he's been bad. And you know, if they they look like a team who are going to have a very half high draft pick, and and there is a quarterback that people are talking about in college yeah. again. So, are they going to look to trade Sam Darnold? And sort of, it feels like anybody who has sort of positive feelings about it is kind of wishing that he might you know go to a um, quarterback needy team like a good one. And you know, the Steelers still need a need a um, yeah. long term solution to quarterback. And there's a couple of others with aging. The Colts um, not necessarily have the answer with Philip Rivers either. So. <laughs> Yeah, the Jets are a mess. And what I was going to say was it was good to see uh, um, Arizona bouncing back after a couple of um, dodgy performances. And, you know, in a very competitive division where there was talk of them pushing for playoffs, they couldn't afford to fall that much further behind. So, you know, they needed to take they needed to make sure that they went on the road and did the job this week. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the the Raiders got a uh, win this week as well against uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. They were won forty points to thirty two, and they looked pretty good. Uh, got themselves a sixteen point lead with five minutes thirty one to go. But you never you can never really write the uh, the Chiefs off at, at that point, can you? Especially with uh, with Patrick Mahomes, they they ended up uh, getting themselves a touchdown about a minute later, but they couldn't uh, couldn't quite get themselves back to a, a winning position. And I sort of like my big grand theory is that the Raiders weren't going to truly compete until they stopped having a defense in the 30s, uh, um, according to DVOI. 
um, they are 31st and beat the Chiefs. So apparently it is possible. Whether they can <laughs> you know, maintain that pace across the season, I don't know. But I am very much taking VL on this one. I was utterly, utterly wrong. Not only did the um, Chiefs fail to cover, but the Raiders won outright. I am an idiot. <laughs> or I'm just having the worst picking year ever. But yeah, um, yeah there, there are some good players on offense and I, I can see what John Gruden's doing, but I just, you can't trust them with that defense and I still don't. No, absolutely not. Uh, well, the, it was interesting this week, the, uh, the, the Texans fired Bill O'Brien um, in a move which I, as a Dolphins fan, uh, was hoping that uh, that the Jets would also fire Adam Gase and then, and then he'd take that position because we've got their first round pick this year. Um they uh, they actually came back and won this week. Uh, they won thirty points to fourteen to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. So both of those teams are now uh, one and four. Yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars are what we thought they were when we were coming into the season, and we got fooled by a little bit of early season hope. The Houston Texans um, offense turned up to play. The Bill O'Brien firing. The more you hear about it, the more it makes sense in terms of talking about um, his temperament and how he could be very abrasive and the fact that he'd sort of won so many power games at the franchise and amassed so much power meant that when it was going wrong, there was sort of no one else to blame because he was GM, he was head coach, yeah. he was calling plays. It was just it was clear that it had stopped working and, and when you see a headline with J.J. Watt um, and him had had a falling out, and J.J. Watt is famously positive about everything and everybody, then um, the writing was clearly on the wall. I don't know how truly competitive they can be because they built the Jaguars, so, you know, we'll need to keep an eye on them over the next uh, a couple of weeks. But, you know, good for them to get a win because I wouldn't wish a win the season on anybody, and wins are precious. You have to worship them when you can get them. Here speaks a Bengals fan who I'm assuming we're going to have to talk about our game at some point. Uh, actually next on my list yeah um, so uh, yeah sorry G um, so the Bengals um, as you quite rightly pointed suck. out yeah, the Bengals they, suck they weren't they weren't great this week they lost uh, 27 points to 3 to the Baltimore Ravens it was not a good performance I don't know if you end up watching the whole game G but it was not a good performance from Cincinnati I, I am indeed the kind of fan who watches every snap of his um, team have done for 6 years since I started the blog and this one was... It wasn't the worst wash in the world for me because I was prepared and went in and knew what was going on. Um, the problems are the problems they've always been. Um, and I'm wondering if it's salvageable. And I've got a, a particular problem because we have, for the second year in a row, a um, offensive line that is truly offensive. I mean, it's just, it's not good. And we've got one player who shows hope, but we also have a coach who was in charge of the um, offensive line room at the Dolphins when we had the bullying scandal. Mm. Um, he um, was linked with with a sexism sc scandal and making in, in, um, inappropriate comments whilst working for college. And I can't see any point on the field of why we keep him because he doesn't seem to be developing any players and it's a mess and I'm now I've gone from wow Joe Burrow is so good that he's doing this with a line to when you see the um, way that the Blitz was getting home from the um, Ravens and this is a copycat league so this is all we're going to see for weeks going forward and okay not everybody is going to have to pass the rush of the Raiders but we're still going to play you know the Steelers twice yeah. um, and the other what child because my word there's another <laughs> one um, is going to have a field day <laughs> um, the other what child I, yeah I mean I, I I was worried about the Jim Turner hi hiring 
when it happened because of the events I've already spoken about. Um, it shows, to my mind, a worrying lack of judgment, and particularly when Zach Taylor made a big play for him. And I'm worried that we need a grown-up in the room now that we have like a proper franchise quarterback. Am yeah. I too early to be making this sign of thing? Because this isn't usually like me. I'm usually a patient. You know, you've got to give a coach his time, but I, I feel yeah. like we need an adult in the room. It do, yeah, it doesn't feel like you, G. It doesn't feel like you. One one thing I did um, notice, and I think was doing the rounds on Twitter a little bit on uh, on Sunday night just after the game, was some. Uh, some some clever lip reading that somebody did with, uh, with AJ Green on the uh, on the sideline. He was, I don't know who he was talking to, but he was basically asking to be traded. Thoughts? See, I I'm not sure you'll hear anything from him because AJ Green is famously kind of quiet and all business, and and the pros pro. Um, that said, he seems to be being phased out. Whether that's to do with he can't, you know, he's not had the practice time with Burrow, how he's he's come back from an injury. There's an awful lot of unknowns there, but you know. You've seen T. Higgins as a rookie, you know, beginning to catch boys. Tyler Boyd has looked very good um, for a while, and we've got flashes from other receivers. But um, I couldn't be upset if he wanted to be traded and he went to a contender. Um, I watched Curry Dillon um, run brilliantly for the Bengals for years and wished him only success when he got traded to the Patriots. I'm looking at the Packers, who could really do with a receiver. The 49ers could do with a receiver. You know, there are a few places where they're struck with injury that, yeah. um, you know, he could help. Yeah. You know, I'd be upset if he went for another contender. I, if we usually look after our own, so it feels unlikely we'll get a trade, particularly as uh, Mike Brown is particularly stubborn. But, um, yeah, it's not a great season, as you can possibly tell. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, um, one uh, one place with, a, uh, with an injured... Uh, main man uh, wide receiver uh, is Atlanta uh, the Falcons they uh, they lost 23 points to 16 uh, to the Carolina Panthers it was a game that uh, ultimately cost Dan Quinn his job uh, the Falcons are now 0-5 for the first time since 1997 it's not looking good for them is it? No I mean it's not just uh, um it's not just Costum and the um, head coach but um, the GM's been fired as well so yes um, I did see that yeah so um, yeah, they've they've just got rid of rid of um, Dimitrov as well. So um, yeah, we've got uh, Raheem Morris um, reha- rehabilitated from the disaster of the Bucks, um, stepping up as, um, as as head coach, and we should just have to see. But yeah, it it, it feels like if they're going to do a rebuild and this is going wrong, then it might be a couple of years, and that we might see Matt Ryan playing for um, another team and you don't know what Julio Jones has got because he's had injuries a couple of times recently but yeah it's strange they've never quite looked right since the um, Super Bowl as I think I've said already this season but the the defence isn't working you know this is obviously um, a situation where where the owners had enough and and something had to give but um, it feels weird still to to be losing coaches in you know weeks four or five five, because Yeah, because American football is so complex. It, it even though we've had it for a few years, it still feels weird. All these players, you know, these coaches getting fired in like week fifteen, and and you know, it, it happening before Black Monday. But yeah, it, it's happening earlier and earlier. And I think one of the arguments is, look, we were, you know, the Panthers were doing homework, you know, the moment they fired Rivera last year, and they look to have. Um, got their man in Matt Rule and after a couple of you know a rocky start his team are now three and two he was really impressive on uh, they did an interview with him um, on a on on um, sorry give me a second 
he was really impressive on Peter King's podcast, just talking about um, how he was adjusting to COVID and how he was building a culture at, at, at the Panthers. And uh, they may not have got Cam Newton, but they went out and got uh, uh, um, Teddy Bridgewater. And he seems to have be finding his way in the offense. And, and even without Christian McCaffrey, they've been competitive and won three games straight. So um, there's there's sort of like, if there's a team that's coming out of nowhere this season, it, it's the Panthers because they look ahead of schedule. I do. Um, well, it's uh, it, the continuing the run of, uh, of winless games in New York uh, or for New York teams. Uh, the Giants were a little bit unlucky, I suppose. They they, they lost thirty four thirty seven to the Dallas Cowboys. It was a uh, a, a thirty four yard field goal that won it uh, as time expired. Um, Dak Prescott was probably the talking point of this. Got a really bad uh, leg injury, didn't he? Out possibly out for the season, from what I'm seeing. Oh, definitely out for the season. Compound um, fracture and dislocation of the ankle. He is four to six months. Um, you know, it's touch and go whether it'll be full go for for next season. Um, yeah, and it was one of those leg breaks where this was really the headline coming out of the um, coming out of the weekend was um, yeah this injury, which it appears that Prescott has had basically not a bad interaction with anybody there was a lot of um you know concern for him and and obviously his his uh contract situation he's playing on a franchise tag and and you just yeah you you wouldn't wish that on anybody it um you know lots of people hoping that the um shoe had come off funny under that tackle mm. and it you know it would no uh, um that's a really bad injury um the cowboys have been a strange team this season because they um Dak have been playing really well and been putting up points, but they haven't been able to stop anybody. And I was not expecting this game to be this close. The Giants, I, I was thinking, would would push them close to 10 because you just can't trust the Cowboys and they've sort of got to play um, last possession wins permanently at the moment. And we'll just have to see how the um, Cowboys do with um, the Red Rifle under centre. And yeah, yeah. that is one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league so um they still have a shot but um the giants uh fall to 0 and 5 and we know that there are problems in new york for the giants um it's slightly different problems than the jets it might not be as obviously dysfunctional because they have stable ownership but they've not truly been competitive in a number of years now and it feels like maybe they need to go outside. They've, they've been a very family-orientated, you know, giant system. We know how we do this. And it feels like, and, uh, at the moment, that the league has passed them by a bit. And until they get, um, you know, catch up with some of the other, other leagues and, and I, I wonder about their GM, whether they can be really competitive. We don't know if they have a quarterback and they have a generational um, um, running back, except that he's injured again. And you, you, you can only do so much as a running back. You need a team around you. That needs to be the finishing piece, not the not the foundation piece. So the Dolphins were the uh, were, were the next one we're going to uh, we're going to have a look at. Was the uh, Dolphins beating the San Francisco 49ers by 43 points to 17? Because that was something everyone saw coming. Um, it was a it was a really good game. Um, Dolphins were dominant throughout. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo ended up getting dro- uh, dropped for. Uh, CJ, they were, they're pronouncing it CJ Bethard on uh, in the third quarter. I have always, always referred to him as CJ Beathard. I didn't know that it was pronounced any other way. 
No, um, no method is the correct pronunciation. <laughs> I've always just, I think I've already only, just only read it. It's one of those names I've only yeah. read. Um, I, I, I was having that exact thought. Was that <laughs> I think you'd only seen it written down. But it was uh, it was the most points the Dolphins have scored since uh, week seven in 2015 when we put 44 on the Texans, uh, which was and I, I thought I'm going to go back and see how long ago that was. That was episode two of the podcast. This is episode 81. <laughs> and, and we had a hiatus. Had, so that's what, did, 2015, yeah. 2016? Yeah. Yep. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a long, long time ago. But it was a really good performance by the Dolphins. We, uh, yeah, it was uh, Fitzpatrick doing his doing his, his thing again. Um, his Fitz magic impersonation. Absolutely. Yeah, love him. Love the man. Um, despite kind of wanting, I'm sort of thinking... Starting to starting to have those thoughts about Tua and whether it maybe it's time to just bring him in, but I don't know. I'm not sure now. We shall see. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. We've had our games moved around a little bit, so we're playing again this week. So we've got the Jets. So uh, you know, if there's any, if there's ever a time that the Jets are going to get their first win, this week's going to yeah. be it. Uh, see, see, with the way my picks have gone, and I'm sorry, Chiefs fans, I influenced you because I picked you as a survivor because I didn't like any teams this week, and I <laughs> that yeah, went wrong, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. So, so um, you know, I'd like to think the Dolphins would win, but now I'm hesitant to say it because I wish nothing but positive things for you, or, or as I as I said on Sunday, the opposite to the Bengals. Um, it's a hell of a win. The 49ers are very injured. Um, it's interesting that the Dolphins did this on the road. I wouldn't panic necessarily if you're the 49ers, but they are really struggling. Some people talk about talking about Super Bowl curse, but I'm just aware yeah. of how many injuries they're carrying. And they also traded away Buckner from the defensive line, and maybe that defense is that was so built on the defensive line last year, you know, just hasn't got the got the the players to to get the pressure mm. this year. Uh, Colts. Browns also met uh, Sunday night, uh, one of the late games on Sunday night. Uh, it was 32 points to 23 to the, the Browns. The Browns are doing well. They're, they're, it's their first 4-1 and one start in 26 years. Um, and they've, they've weirdly started to use Jarvis Landry to throw some trick plays. Have, have you seen those? Uh, I, I've seen him throw one already um, the week before, in week yeah, four. Yeah, he did another, did another uh, one this week. Well, you know, when you've got a player who can do it, you might might make advantage of it. Um, I know I can't count this as my bold prediction of a week, but my bold prediction for the Browns is that they're making the playoffs this year. Excellent. Well, there you go. That's that is a, uh, that's a no, I'm, decent. I'm, I'm genuinely impressed with them. I think they've got the right coach. Um, I think they've got the right players. I think that um, I, I genuinely feel as positive about the Browns as I felt for a while. I'm not totally convinced by Baker Mayfield, but I just think that they've got a formula that works. And even mm. in a competitive division, they'll need to. They've got a big game against the Steelers this week. But no, I, I feel like they're heading in the right direction very definitely. Whereas the Colts have a good defense, but on the road and it's a light defense. And, and let's not be too horrible because he's been a hell of a player for a hell of a long time but Philip Rivers isn't really working at quarterback is he or at least he's not no. winning games no he's not he's not uh, there's one point in it in the uh, late game on Sunday it was the Vikings who lost to the Seattle Seahawks by 26 points to 27 very very unlucky for uh, Minnesota it took a touchdown with 20 seconds to go for the Seahawks to win this one um, it's the first time Seahawks have been uh, unbeaten after five games ever they uh yeah I mean it's Russ it's the Russell Wilson show um, yeah absolutely him and his two receivers are, are playing great and seem to be um, doing really well the Vikings held in in this one despite losing Dalvin Cook um, 
I think the big story that's come out of this one, and it's one that I find hard to struggle, is that they went for it on fourth down rather than kicking a field goal. And if they kicked the field goal, then the um, Seahawks would have had to have gone for um, they've had to have gone for two yeah. to tie. Yeah. And it was yeah no, it, it was just it seems strange that yeah we've got them on, on the five yard line. Let let let's you know give uh, Russell Wilson further to go. And there's something like two minutes. I'm like, that's too much time on the clock. You want the points? Mm, yeah, you, you should. And, you, yeah. They were talking about there's a list of quarterbacks that you don't do that to, and it's slightly shorter now because Tom Brady possibly isn't that level anymore. But Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, you, you don't care if it's 95 yards. If 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 they've got a couple of minutes on the clock, you know, that's too much time for them to come back with. With mm, absolutely, uh, and then the uh, then last night the Monday night game. I say last night as, as though which is live. Uh, the Monday night game, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, New Orleans Saints uh, beat the Chargers by thirty points to twenty-seven. Uh, it needed overtime to separate these two teams. It was a thirty-six-yard field goal that in the end won it for the Saints. Um, I haven't seen much of it, but from what I've heard, apparently Herbert was had, a, had another another really good game for the Chargers. I was kind of secretly a bit impressed with Herbert through hard knocks and so um, yeah, me too. I had half an eye I had a half an eye on him in the fantasy draft and he went at a position where I couldn't because I needed other uses um, but um, yeah he seems to have come in and and played well enough that um, he's impressing people and making people go oh have the Dolphins got it right with Tua and I think it's a little early to be making that kind of thing. And, he, you know, they still have only won one game, but he's already supplanted Tyrod Taylor. But um, charges are so injured again, but are not an easy out. And you just wonder um, what their ceiling is um, uh, long term. But, you know, they are not an easy team to face. And the Saints, for all that people are talking about, um, Drew Brees isn't good anymore. He may not be like peak Drew Brees but he's still a good quarterback and this team is still finding ways to win without Michael Thomas and so I wouldn't discount them just yet no I agree uh, and if you're hearing this then I haven't been bothered to uh, or haven't had time to put anything a cut in uh, for the, uh, the the game that's happening uh, on Tuesday night this tonight uh, it's the Bills and the Titans that meet uh, tonight both unbeaten so it should be, a, uh, should be an interesting one uh, but yeah google it <laughs> I'm sure someone will tell you. Hey, Dan, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and I think everyone out there ought to know about your podcast, The Wrong Football on iTunes. Right, so uh, we're going to uh, quickly do the uh, the trivia as we uh, as we tend to do. So, uh, do you, you want to go? Do you want to go first, G? Ask me your question. Okay. So, the Dolphins oh, scored. 43 points this season or this week didn't they they did do you know you saying you have looked up what the highest points total is in franchise history and I'll let you have it within three points oh um highest ever for in franchise history for the Dolphins yes I'm going to go something like about 64. Oof. Oof. Oh, I'm afraid you overshot it. Oh, go on. But not that much. Although although it's actually an interesting game as I pull up all of the stats because um, it, it was 1977, Don Shula... And the Dolphins beat the St. Louis Cardinals, who we know have lost a lot of games, 
55 points to 14. Okay. Not too, not too far overshot then, but I, yeah, more than I... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I well, here's, your, here's a stat line for you for, 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 to show you how the game has changed. Bob Greasy, 15 yeah. completions out of 23 attempts for 207 yards and six touchdowns. Wow. <laughs> yeah, game's changed a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, Greg Davis, 104 yards rushing. Leroy Harris, 76 yards rushing. Benny Malone, 64 yards rushing. Don Nottingham, 21 yards rushing. <laughs> Reliant on the run much? <laughs> yes, just a little bit. Right, I've got one for you then. I've got I've got, I've got one that I uh, found last week while I was on holiday. I took a screenshot of and I thought, ah, that'll, that'll do as a nice little trivia question. For G next week. Here we go. One player in history has recorded a victory for six different franchises against a single opponent. Who is that player? I hate you because I know this stat because I heard it talked about and I can't remember who it was. I think you're trying to Jedi... Jedi mine, no, same... same Six different teams against the same common opponent, yes? Correct. It's got to be Fitzpatrick. Yeah, you're right. For the second week running. Second, I thought uh, you... I'm sitting there going, he's trying to double bluff me here. <laughs> second week running, I thought I'll... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put that in. I promise You've returned I to the well and this time, finally I got one right. <laughs> you have. I promise I, I promise I won't have an answer with Fitzpatrick again this season. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you find a really good one unless it's a really good one yeah okay just uh, before we wrap up let's have a look at next week's game week six as as it stands you know you never know when some of these are going to get moved or not at the minute at the minute um, indeed but, uh, yeah there's a there's a there's a um slate of 14 games uh any that are particularly standing out for you G? um i think i think Anything to do with the Titans at the moment will be interesting just because we don't know what to expect. Um, we'll have last night's game, but how quick they can get back up and running as a football team. I think the AFC North matchup of the Browns-Steelers looks very tasty. Um, I am quite serious about what, watching um, Washington uh, Giants because that will give me a chance to see both you teams. Fully. I have s- well, you, but I'm curious. That's the problem. Um you'll you know the bears panthers is interesting just to see see you, you, whether the bears record can hold up against matt rule and, and and the Chargers. um i think the big showcase sunday night game of the packers at tampa bay could be interesting the bucks defense is really good and aaron rogers has been on hell of form um the Chief rams versus Chiefs Bills. Chiefs for me, Bills. I, think. I yeah, was I think just that. getting to that one i was just <laughs> running through the through the monday night platter of i think the rams think 49ers yeah, I think that's going to yeah. be a good one. It's with 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 um, it would be interesting to see how the how the Chiefs bounce back, and obviously Bills are not a uh, an easy team to beat at the minute. So uh, yeah, I think that'll be a good one. No, no, I th- I think that'd be a good one, and it's in, it, I'm I'm impressed or confused because I can't keep track of who's playing who. So yeah, the late Sunday <laughs> night game is the LA Rams versus the 49ers. You've got your. Um, Monday evening early kickoff because yes, things yeah. have been moved out. So we've got a double header, and then yeah, the the actual Monday night football is Cardinals Cowboys, and Cardinals, that could Cowboys, be yeah. could be interesting too. But yeah, so some interesting games and the Dolphins Jets, which I'm only picking on because the Jets are on the road. Bold prediction from you then, Jay, for the week. Bold prediction for the week. Okay, why not? 
Here's bold for you. The Giants are going to beat the Washington football team. Uh, okay, I'll, give, I'll, I'll, I'll accept this week. <laughs> Okay, well that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please uh, make sure you subscribe to us uh, and leave us a little uh, rating and a review through whatever medium you procure your podcast. We don't want you to uh, miss out on anything uh, throughout this season as as uh, as things uh, happen. We will be back again next week. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, it's either I'm at TWF Dan on Twitter and G is at Wrong Football. In the meantime, keep an eye on the wrongfootball.com for more from G, and we will see you again next week. Bye.